Hey, Drunk Mythology friends, it's Kate. I just want to say that uh, going into this episode, we had a little bit of an issue with um, mixing down the volume. So adjust up or down as needed. And we're back to our regular quality and production uh, starting with the next episode. But thank you for being patient and uh, enjoy. Drunk mythology friends, I'm Kate. And I'm the other Jen. And I'm Kim. And Yay! we're the Drunk Dracula Gals. Dracula Gals. Yay. I'm so happy Kim is back with us again today. I have well, first of all, I've got fuck all else to do. Uh, <laughs> but there's no there's no place else I'd rather be. Yay. Well, I think Aww. thanks. I think. So, yeah. Um, and I mean that with all due respect. <laughs> I know what you mean by respect. Anyway, yeah. this is chapter five of Bram Stoker's Dracula, celebrating the month of Drunk Dracula Gals, also called October, or now as we've dubbed it, Drunktober. 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 Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's our new word. Yeah. 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 I'm holding uh, up my end. I don't know about y'all. <laughs> I. It's a little early in the day for me. But oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That time difference thing. Mm-hmm. And I have work still to do after we finish recording. In- oh, I didn't say I didn't have work to do. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have to like be face to face with some people. Oh, ah. so they can smell your breath. Yeah. That's why you drink vodka. Well, that's, well, I could yeah, still smell but- that on somebody's breath though, couldn't I? If you're close enough to smell vodka on somebody's breath, the seduction is pretty much over at that point. <laughs> there is no more mystery. Just get to business. Right. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. Moving right along. <laughs> I'm here to help. Yes. Uh, Dracula, yes. Again, we've said this a few times already. It is public domain, which means we can read it out loud, word for word. Hello, intellectual property lawyers. We know what we're doing and we love you. And if you'd like to sponsor us, I mean, look, it's not like we're asking for help defending a murder case yet. Oh, shit. As far as you know. (laughs) Right. Okay. Well, anyway, with that, here we go. Back to, not Transylvania, but England. (gasps) 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 (laughs) (laughs) All right, you know what's coming. It's your favorite part. It is. It's the recap. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Chapter four. Back in chapter four, Jonathan Harker, surprise and shock, still cannot make his god up his goddamn fucking mind about anything. He sneaks into Dracula's room to steal the key, but doesn't steal the key. He then asks the Count to let him go, and the Count is like, sure, fine, but be careful what you wish for. But Harker is like, I want to go. Except once he sees all the wolves waiting for him, he's like, nah, yeet. Can't play him on that one, but he sneaks into Dracula's room again and again doesn't come out with the key because he's too shocked at Dracula's makeover. And who wouldn't be because Korean skincare's products <laughs> are the best and all those native Transylvanian mud packs haven't hurt either. Dracula, in the meantime, has been doing all the housekeeping and cooking because we haven't heard that Harker starved and laundry service and still finds time to pack about 50 boxes of dirt. I won't even mention the racist cultural dog whistles about the Romany and we leave Jonathan Harker risking his life to climb down the castle wall and escape unless he changes his mind again. Anyway, carry on. Shall we begin? Yes. 
Letter from Miss Mina Murray to Miss Lucy Westenra. 9 May. My dearest Lucy, forgive my long delay in writing, but I have been simply overwhelmed with work. The life, of a, yeah, <laughs> the life of an assistant schoolmistress is sometimes trying. I am longing to be with you and by the sea where we can talk together freely and build our castles in the air. I have been working very hard lately because I want to keep up with Jonathan's studies, and I've been practicing shorthand very assiduously. And in fact, I've been practicing writing assiduously in shorthand. (laughs) (laughs) When we are married, I shall be able to be useful to Jonathan. Look, if if, like shorthand is the best that she's bringing to this marriage, I'm worried. No, she's also bringing a really awesome chicken paprika dish. Right. That's right. That's right. And if I can stenograph well enough, I can take down what he wants to say in this way and write it out for him on the typewriter, at which I am also practicing very hard. Aw. He and I sometimes write letters in shorthand, and he's keeping a stenographic journal of his travels abroad. Oh, boy, is he. (laughs) Right. When I am with you, I shall keep a diary in the same way. I don't meet one of those two pages to the week with a Sunday squeezed in the corner diaries. I okay. What the fuck is that what? supposed Mina, to be? Mina, I love Mina. You. Mina loves has planner rage. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. But a sort of journal I can write in whenever I feel inclined. I do not suppose there'll be much of interest to other people, but it is not intended for them. Said Kim Alexander, writing every first draft she's ever written. <laughs> <laughs> I may show it to Jonathan someday if there's anything worth sharing, but it's really an exercise book. I shall try to do what I see lady journalists do, interviewing and writing descriptions and trying to remember conversations. I'm told that with a little practice, one can remember all that goes on or one that hears one that hears said during a day. However, we shall see. I will tell you of my little plans when we meet. She has got to stop just diminishing right. everything she's doing here. Yeah. Uh, my little I have plans. My little plans. I've just had a few hurried lines from Jonathan from Transylvania. He is well. <laughs> <laughs> These are more of the early letters. He is well and will be returning in about a week. I'm longing to hear all his news. It must be so nice to see strange countries. Uh, I wonder. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if we, I mean, Jonathan and I, shall ever see them together. There is the 10 o'clock bell ringing. Goodbye. Your loving Mina. Why would you hang up just at 10? Okay, whatever. Wait, there's a PS. Tell me all the news when you write. You have not told me anything for a long time. I hear rumors, and especially of a tall, handsome, curly-haired man, three question marks, an eggplant, and four peaches. (laughs) (laughs) And a unicorn. (laughs) You know, that's a lot of peaches, I'm just saying. But, you know, just to point out, one thing that's interesting here, you've got a lot of female career activism that you don't normally see in what we you know, stereotypical. Yeah, she's not talking about uh, the important job of child rearing and keeping the home. Uh, yeah, she's, she's interested like, in I'm going to be a secretary and I'm a yeah. schoolmistress and there are lady journalists. Like, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. this isn't, but then we yeah. get to Lucy. So, yes. Okay. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. What have you given me? <laughs> I've okay. given you the voice <laughs> job of a lifetime. <laughs> oh, fun. <laughs> okay. Letter Lucy Westenra. Westenra. Mm-hmm. Westenra. Anyway, to Mina Murray. 17 Chatham Street, 
Wednesday. We don't have a date. What the? What the? Wednesday? Wednesday what? Oh, my God. Well, whatever 9 May 1897 was, apparently this is the Wednesday after. Well, (laughs) Lucy is obviously not a Ravenclaw. All right. So not. (laughs) My dearest Mina, I must say you tax me very unfairly with being a bad correspondent. Damn. I feel the need to read this in Southern. (laughs) I I think you wouldn't go far wrong if you did. (laughs) Oh, my God. She's very flouncy. Oh, okay. I wrote to you twice since we parted, (laughs) and your last letter was only your second. Besides... Bitch is keeping a tally. Yeah. Besides, I have nothing to tell you. There is really nothing to interest you. Town is very pleasant just now, and we go to we go a good deal to picture galleries and for walks and rides in the park. As to the tall, curly-haired man, I suppose it was the one who was with me at the last pop. I'm guessing that's like a concert, perhaps. I guess, pops, yeah, pops in the park kind of thing. Someone has evidently been telling tales. <laughs> that was Mister Holmwood. He often comes to see us, and he and Mama get on very well together. They have so many things to talk about in common. We met some time ago. A man that would just do for you if you were not already engaged to Jonathan. <laughs> he is an excellent parti. Part, Party. Right? Party. I don't know what that means. It, it, it's just another word, way of saying like catch. Oh, okay. He is an excellent party, being handsome, well off, and of good birth. He is a doctor and really clever, just fancy. He is only nine and twenty, and he has an immense <laughs> lunatic asylum all under his own care. Now that's the selling point. <laughs> <laughs> And also the fact that, like, you're reading this, like, this is an upper-class British young lady, and but it works in Southern. (laughs) Oh, I love this. Okay. (sighs) Mr. Holmwood introduced him to me, and he called here to see us, and often comes now. I think he is one of the most resolute men I ever saw, and yet the most calm. He seems absolutely imperturbable. Perturbable? Perturbable. Oh my God. (laughs) Imperturbable. Pause. Yes. Three, two, one. I can fancy what a wonderful power he must have over his patients. He has a curious habit of looking one straight in the face as if trying to read one's thoughts. He (laughs) tries this on very much with me, but I flatter myself he has got a tough nut to crack. Don't flatter yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I know that from my glass. I know that from my glass? What does that mean? Mirror. mirror. She's mirror. Oh, Okay. Do you ever try to read your own face? I do, and I can tell you it is not a bad study and gives you more trouble than you can well fancy if you have ever tried it. Never tried it. 
He says that I afford him a curious psychological study. He's horny. And I, <laughs> and I humbly think I do. Oh, my God. Is he saying you're not like other girls? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I do not, as you know, take sufficient interest in dress to be able to describe the new fashions. Dress is a bore. That is slang again, but never mind. Arthur says that every day. Sorry, that Mary Sue bit of, I don't care about fashion. Right. <laughs> I, <laughs> Why must my eyes be so big and blue? Why must my bits be so big? Why are you trying to put me in a pink silk ball gown with a sweetheart neckline and three-quarter leg sleeves? <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. There. It is all out. Mina, we have told all our secrets to each other since we were children. We have slept together and eaten together and laughed and cried together. And now, though I have spoken, I would like to speak more. Oh, Mina, couldn't you guess? I love him. Aww. I am blushing as I write. For although I think he loves me, he has not told me so in words. But, oh, Mina... I love him. I love him. I love him. <laughs> okay, settle down, Dolly Parton. <laughs> there, that does me good. I wish I were with you, dear, sitting by the fire undressing. What? What? <laughs> Is that code for something? <laughs> That's not even code. <laughs> As we used to sit, and I would try to tell you what I feel. Holy shit. You know, it's probably like that moment. She's referring to that moment of relief when you take off the corset. I, yeah. yeah. Like when you that's, take off that's the bra. That's probably true. The day like, yeah. Oh. yeah. That's probably yeah. true. <laughs> I do not know how I am writing this even to you. I am afraid to stop or I should tear up the letter. And I don't want to stop for I do so want to tell you all. Let me hear from you at once and tell me all that you think about it. Mina, I must stop. Good night. She's Bless a good match me. for Jonathan. I don't want to stop. I right? must stop. <laughs> Bless me in your prayers. And Mina, pray for my happiness. Lucy. P.S. I need not tell you this is a secret. Good night again, L. Okay, so this next letter is also from Lucy, but oh, you want me to wait, read it? Oh, is it? Is it? Oh, sorry. That's my bad. Okay. I mean, because I'm not going to attempt that accent, which, uh, by the way, that is a manful job you're doing right there. <laughs> I mean, you're sticking with it, and I respect oh, that. Okay. I, I had a little waffling in there in the middle where it kind of comes and goes, but okay. All right. Letter. Lucy Westenra to Mina Murray, 24 May. Five days, just so you know. That's been okay. five days. My dearest Mina, thanks and thanks and thanks again for your sweet letter. It was so nice to be able wow. to tell you and to have your sympathy. My dear, it never rains, but it pours. How true the old proverbs are. Here am I who shall be 20 in September, and yet I never had a proposal till today. Not a real proposal. And today... I have had three, just fancy, three proposals in one day. 
It must have been like open bar. <laughs> <laughs> I need some drinks to get that done. <laughs> Isn't it awful? I feel sorry, really and truly sorry for two of the poor fellows. Oh, Mina, I am so happy that I don't know what to do with myself. And three proposals. I thought you felt sorry. <laughs> this is southern but for goodness sake don't tell any of the girls or they would be getting all sorts of extravagant ideas and imagining themselves injured and slighted if in their very first day at home they did not get six at least some girls are so vain oh my god oh boy punctable <laughs> moment I like this better when it was called the glass menagerie. (laughs) (laughs) You and I, Mina dear, who are engaged and are going to settle down soon soberly into old married women. Takes all the fun out of it. Well, wait a second. (laughs) We we can despise vanity. Oh, yeah. I've seen a lot of that from you so far. (laughs) Well, I must tell you about the three, but you must keep it a secret, dear, from everyone, except, of course, Jonathan. You will tell him, because I would, if I were in your place, certainly tell Arthur. So basically, never trust me with a secret again. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> a woman ought to tell her husband everything. Don't you think so, dear? No. Nope. And I and I must be fair. Men like women, certainly their wives, to be quite as fair as they are. And women, I am afraid, are not always quite as fair as they should be. Your stoker is showing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my dear, number one came just before lunch. I told you of him, Dr. John Seward, the lunatic asylum man. Oh, that's what I used to call my first husband. The lunatic asylum man, yeah. The lunatic asylum man, yeah. With, With the strong jaw and the good forehead, he was very cool outwardly, but was nervous all the same. He had evidently been schooling himself as to all sorts of little things and remembered them, but he almost made to sit down on his silk hat, which men don't generally do when they are cool. And then when he wanted to appear at ease, he kept playing with a lancet in a way that what? made me nearly scream. What? He just what has, the, he has that, a syringe on him. Like a, what? Is it not a syringe, That's right? like a giant. That's not just like a little syringe. That's a giant fucking 19th century, like, pump action syringe. So he had it in his pocket. Maybe that's code for something. Okay. Oh my God. Is that a lancet in your pocket or are you just nervous? (laughs) (laughs) He spoke to me, Mina, very straightforwardly. He told me how dear I was to him, though he had known me so little, and what his life would be with me to help and cheer him. He was going to tell me how unhappy he would be if I did not care for him. But when he saw me cry, he said that he was a brute and would not add to my present trouble. Then he broke off and asked if I could love him in time. And when I shook my head, his hands trembled. And then with some hesitation, he asked me if I cared already for anyone else. 
I want the guy with the morphine, right? Like, <laughs> right? girl, girl, yeah. priorities here. Right. Plus he, a lunatic asylum. I mean, who knows right? what you can do with that. He put it very nicely, saying that he did not want to wring my confidence from me, but only to know because if a woman's heart was free, a man might have hope. And then, Mina, I felt a sort of duty to tell him that there was someone. I only told him that much, and then he stood up and he looked very strong and very grave as he took both my hands in his and said he hoped I would be happy, and that if I ever wanted a friend, I must count him one of my best. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> oh, Mina, dear. I can't help crying, and you must excuse this letter being all blotted. Being proposed <laughs> to is all very nice and all that sort of thing, but it isn't at all a happy thing when you have to see a poor fellow whom you know loves you honestly going away and looking all broken-hearted, and to know that no matter what he may say at the moment, you are passing quite out of his life. My dear, I must stop here at present. I feel so miserable, even though I am so happy. Long pause. (laughs) Evening. So she just picks back up the letter. This is Mm -hmm. hysterical. Arthur has just gone, and I feel in better spirits than when I left off, so I can go on telling you about the day. Well, my dear, (laughs) number two came after lunch. She's giving them numbers. (laughs) She said number one, and now we're on number two. You must be a real crapper. Um, He is such a nice fellow, an American from Texas. And he looks so young and so fresh that it seems almost impossible that he has been to so many places as he has had has had such adventures. Oh, yeah, I can't get tongue-tied there. <clears throat> I sympathize with poor Desdemona. Did I s- Desdemona. Desdemona. When she had such a dangerous stream poured in her ear, even by a black man. Dog whistle. Well, f- okay, wait, wait. First first of all, I have to take a walk around the block. Please. <laughs> second, second of all, uh, they're referring to the play Othello, obviously. Oh. Desdemona had poison poured in her ear by Iago, who was uh, not a black man. Othello was the black man, so... Uh, you're, so he, I, he, yeah, there's some problems here. So yeah, either he, he, Lucy doesn't know her literature, or or Graham. Graham. No. Stoker doesn't know his literature. <laughs> Graham doesn't know his literature. Stroker. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I suppose that we women are such cowards that we think a man will save us from fears, and we marry him. I know now what I would do if I were a man and wanted to make a girl love me. No, I don't, for there was Mr. Morris telling us his stories, and Arthur never told any, and yet, my dear, I am somewhat previous. Mr. Quincy P. Morris found me alone. It seems that a man always does find a girl alone. No, he doesn't, for Arthur tried twice to make Christ. a chance. What the hell is this woman talking about? <laughs> she it was a be long like time. It was a short time. <laughs> <laughs> for Arthur tried twice to make a chance, and I 
helping him all I could. I am not ashamed to say it now. Wait, did she just say Arthur tried to get alone with her and she mm-hmm. helped? Is she that was yeah, trying just, to like yeah. create the opportunity? Okay. Yeah. I must tell you beforehand that Mr. Morris doesn't always speak slang. That is to say, he never does so to strangers or before them, for he is really well educated and has exquisite manners. But he found out that it amused me to hear him talk American slang and whoever I was, whenever I was present and there was no one to be shocked, he said such funny things. I am afraid, my dear, he has to invent it all for it fits exactly into whatever else he has to say, but this is a way slang has. I do not know myself if I shall ever speak slang. I do not know if Arthur likes it, as I have never heard him use any as yet. Wait, didn't you just say bore was a slang word? I'm wondering yes. if this yeah. is all, yeah. is she really talking slang or is she talking dirty talk? No, I think she's talking mm. like... Are we talking about dirty talk? No. No, I don't think so. No. Also, right. if I was me, if I was Mina and I had to sit through this letter, I would twist off my own head. <laughs> Personally, I'd be going for my eyes with a grapefruit spoon, but yeah. Well, Mr. Morris sat down beside me and looked as happy and jolly as he could, but I could see all the same that he was very nervous. He took my hand in his and said ever so sweetly, Miss Lucy. I know I ain't good enough to regulate the fixings of your little shoes, but I guess if you wait till you find a man that is, you will go and join them seven young women with the lamps when you quit. Won't you just hitch up alongside me and let us go down the long road together, driving in a double harness? This is just words. Oh, <laughs> He's just, words. This is just like random words. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I mean... I never read about a double harness in Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm just saying. Yeah. Join them seven young women with the lamps. With the lamps. What the hell is that? When you quit. Basically, he's saying when you die. you'll If you're going to wait for a guy who is good enough for you, you'll be waiting till you die. And you join. Okay. So oh. he's like the, the chorus of angels or something yeah, like exactly. that, right? Okay. okay. All right. Well, he did look so good humored and so jolly that it didn't seem half so hard to refuse him as it did poor Dr. Seward. So I said as lightly as I could that I did not know anything of hitching and that I wasn't broken to harness at all yet. Oh, oh. now we're doing now. Now it's the dirty <laughs> talk. <laughs> then he said that he had spoken in a light manner and he hoped that if he had made a mistake in doing so on so grave, so momentous an occasion for him, I would forgive him. He really did look serious when he was saying it, and I couldn't help feeling a bit serious, too. I know, Mina, you think me a horrid flirt. Yep, nope, just horrid. (laughs) Though I couldn't help feeling a sort of exultation that he was number two in one day. Wait, I thought you were crying. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. To throw her tears. Southern. (laughs) And then, my dear, before I could say a word, he began pouring out a perfect torrent of lovemaking, laying his very heart and soul at my feet. He looked so earnest 
earnest over it that I shall never again think that a man must be playful always and never earnest because he is merry at times. Yeah, that was dirty talk. Mm -hmm. I suppose he saw something in my face which checked him, for he suddenly stopped and said with a sort of manly fervor that I could have loved him for if it had been free. Lucy. You're an honest-hearted girl, I know. I should not be here speaking to you now, as I am now, if I didn't believe you. Clean grit, right through to the very depths of your soul. Tell me, like one good fella to another, is there anyone else that you care for? And if there is, I'll never trouble you a hair's breadth again, but will be, if you let me, a very faithful friend. Friend. I'm doing air, yeah, she's gotta, I'm doing air quotes for got a stable friend. friends. <laughs> <laughs> My dear Mina, why are men so noble when we women are so little worthy of them? Are we? Here, <laughs> are they? <laughs> Here was I almost making fun of this great-hearted true gentleman. I burst into tears. Hold on. I, I, I got to be shocked for a second. Okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm done. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I burst into tears. I am afraid, my dear, you will think this a very sloppy letter in more ways than one. You got that right. <laughs> <laughs> and I really felt very badly. Why can't they let a girl marry three men? Well, in some places. <laughs> or as many as want her and save all this trouble. But this is heresy and I must not say it. Too late. But I'll write it down in a letter to be documented for all eternity. I am glad to say that, though I was crying, I was able to look into Mr. Morris's brave eyes, and I told him out straight. Yes, there is someone I love, though he has not told me yet that he even loves me. I was right to speak to him so frankly, for quite a light came into his face, and he put out both his hands and took mine, I think I put them into his, and said in a hearty way, Oh, that's my brave girl. It's better worth being late for a chance of winning you with than being in time for any other girl in the world. Eh, I don't know. We can talk about that. Don't cry, my dear. If it's for me, I'm a hard nut to crack. <laughs> Is that good for something? Uh, and I take it standing up. I beg your pardon? <laughs> I didn't know this was this kind of book. Right? Wow. <laughs> If that other fella doesn't know his happiness, well, he better look for it soon or he'll have to deal with me. Little girl, your honesty and pluck have made me a friend, and that's rarer than a lover. It's more unselfish anyhow. My dear, I'm going to have a pretty lonely walk with me between this and kingdom come. <laughs> Won't you give me one kiss? I mean, a blowjob <gasps> for the road? It'll be something to keep off the darkness now and then. You can, you know, if you like, for that other good fella. He must be a good fella, my dear, and a fine fella, or you would not love him. Hasn't spoken yet. <laughs> that quite won me, Mina, for it was brave and sweet of him and noble, too, to a rival, wasn't it? And he's so sad. So I leaned over and I kissed him. Whore. <laughs> he stood up. Over. 
<laughs> he stood up with my two hands in his, and as he looked down into my face, I am afraid I was blushing very much, he said, Little girl, I hold your hand and you've kissed me. And if these things don't make us friends, nothing ever will. Thank you for your sweet honest to me, honesty to me, and goodbye. He must have been real popular in college. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Made a lot of friends. <sighs> okay. He wrung my hand and taking up his hat went straight out of the room without looking back, without a tear or a quiver or a pause. And I am crying like a baby. Oh, why must a man like that be made unhappy when there are lots of girls about who would worship the very ground he trod on? I know I would if I were free, only I don't want to be free. My dear, this quite upset me, and I feel I cannot write of happiness just at once. I thought you did. After telling you of it, and I don't wish to tell of the number three it until it can be all happy. Ever your loving, Lucy. P.S. Oh, about number three. I needn't tell you of number three, Nita. Besides, it was all so confused. It seemed only a moment from his coming into the room till both his arms were round me and he was kissing me. I am very, very happy, and I don't know what I have done to deserve it. Nothing. I must only try in the future to show that I am not ungrateful to God for all his goodness to me in sending to me such a lover, such a husband, and such a friend. Goodbye. Well, that was a marathon. Punchable. <laughs> Wow. This is what you get when a man tries to write yeah. mm -hmm. a woman. Yeah. Has he ever met a woman is the next <laughs> question. All right. So we've got a new character we're introducing. Dr. Seward, the uh, lunatic asylum man, I believe, correct? With the lancet in his pocket. Yeah, with the, <laughs> in his pocket. All right. Dr. Seward's diary kept in phonograph. Does that mean he keeps his diary in the phonograph? It, or he, he records, records his diary on the phonograph? Yeah, they would have these little wax so, cylinders. Right. Okay. Wow. So he's both he's dictating a morphine addict and pretentious. Perfect. <laughs> Absolutely the right character to assign. Thank you. Thank you. Twenty-five May. Ebb tide and appetite today. Cannot eat. Cannot rest. So diary instead. <laughs> Since my rebuff of yesterday, I have a sort of empty feeling. Nothing in the world seems sufficient importance to be worth doing the to be worth the doing. As I knew the only cure for this sort of thing was work, I went down amongst the patients. <laughs> <I beat them. laughs> Time to experiment. I picked out the one who has afforded me a study of much interest. You, he is so quaint that. <laughs> Come with me. He is so quaint that I am determined to understand him as well as I can. Today, I seem to get nearer than ever before to the heart of his mystery. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I questioned him more fully than I have ever done with a view to making myself master of the facts of his hallucination. In my manner of doing, there was, I now see something of cruelty. Hmm. I seem... What are you I'm doing? Laughing. I'm doing slapping side of sound effects. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> 
I seem to wish to keep him to the point of his madness, a thing of which I avoid with the patients as I would the mouth of hell. Seeing that's how your lone job is to keep your patients from the mouth of madness. Right. Right. Oh All right. God. Anyway. Okay. Okay. I have to speak in Latin coming up. So I just want to warn you. Uh, no, okay, then he has mem, which I assume here means note to self. Yeah. Under what circumstances would I not avoid the pit of hell? Omnia Rome Venalia Sunt. Nice hell done. has its, thank you. Hell has its price. Verb sap. I have no idea what he means I have by no that. Idea either. Okay. If there be anything behind this instinct, it will be valuable to trace it afterwards accurately. So I had better commence to do so. Therefore, R. M. Renfield. Age, I assume that mm -hmm. means age 59, sanguine temperament, great physical strength, morbid excitability, periods of gloom, ending in some fixed idea which I cannot make out. I presume that the sanguine temperament itself and the disturbing influence end in mentally accomplished finish. A possibly dangerous man, probably dangerous if unselfish. In selfish men, caution is a secure and armor for their foes as for themselves. What I think of this on point when the self is the fixed point of the centripetal force. <laughs> what I think of on... The, okay, there's too many words here. <laughs> what I think of is on point, when the self is the fixed point, the centripetal force is balanced with the centrifugal, when a duty, ca a cause, etc. This guy has been hitting the morphine oh because he is making no fucking the sense. <laughs> is the fixed point, the latter force is paramount and only an accident of serious act or series of accidents can balance it. Damn. Look at the pretty colors. Wow. Okay. I will be expecting to hear from the uh, Oscars committee on that performance <laughs> right? pretty soon. Oh, my God. Kate, check the email. <laughs> uh, I am going to. <clears throat> now we have a letter. Quincy P. Morris to the Honorable Arthur Holmwood. Oh. Oh, they're all three friends. I get it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Whoa. They have it. They know so they have a better. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Twenty-five May. Even though I'm American, I apparently write my my dates the European way. <laughs> May twenty-fifth. My dear Art, we've told yarns by the campfire in the prairies and dressed one another's wounds after trying a landing at Marquesas and drunk health on the shores of the Titicaca. <laughs> Oh my god. I'm sorry. <laughs> they go way back is what he's saying. <laughs> and I will just say small historical point. If Arthur Homewood was abroad during this time of his youth, he'd probably been kind of a hellion and a womanizer and was probably about to fall in love with a really inappropriate girl. So his family is like, guess what? We're shipping you to South America. Wow. Okay. Okay. Just that's how that happens. Okay. There are more yarns to be told and other wounds to be healed and another health to be drunk. I don't know about the tits and cocks, but <laughs> <laughs> won't you let this, won't you let this be at my campfire tomorrow night? Hmm? I have no hesitation in asking you as I know a certain lady is engaged to a certain dinner party and that you are free. Oh, so he knew. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There will be only one other, our old pal at the Korea, Jack Seward. Damn. If he comes down enough. He's coming right. too. <laughs> <laughs> and we both want to mingle our weeps over the wine cup and to drink a health with all our hearts to the happiest man in the wide world. 
not that I'm bitter, who has won the noblest heart that God has made and the best worth winning. Really? Oh, really? We mm. promise you a hearty welcome and a loving greeting. Really? Okay. A loving greeting. I can go with that. And a health as true as your own right hand. Oh, shit. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, shit. <laughs> we shall both swear to leave you at home if you drink too deep to a certain pair of eyes. Come. <laughs> okay. Yours, as ever and always, Quincy P. Morris. <laughs> okay. Who's going to be Who's going to be Arthur Holmwood? Um, I can. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Telegram from Arthur Holmwood to Quincy P. Morris. I like that. 26 mm -hmm. May. Count me in every time. I bear messages which will make both your ears tingle. Art. And that's where we stop for today. <laughs> that's it. Wow. That was that was intense. Okay, I've got made a decision and I need your your approval. I want uh, I'm Mina might have a uh, slight Long Island accent from now on. Uh, yes. Oh, absolutely. Uh, all yeah. right. Because you know, she might have a lot to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Mina Mina Mina's a working girl. Right? Mina, like uh, right. She's like the nanny. Yeah. yeah. She's she's got to make her own way in the world. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm down with it. Okay, what's up next? Uh, so tomorrow, teaser for tomorrow, uh, chapter six, we've got reverse harems, fad diets, and shitty weather, or just your average weekend on the English coast. Oh, Woo. fun. <laughs> well, don't we kind of hint at the reverse harems going on here today, but we're going to get more into that? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, I'm not mad about that. Fun, 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 yeah. fun. Yeah. Okay, can't wait. Don't forget to check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash drunk mythology gals. That's right. For the month of October, we have the Drunk Dracula Gals tier for $1. You can get all these Dracula episodes sooner. But wait, there's more. You How is that possible? <laughs> also get access to all our other Lit Crit Hour episodes. Epic episodes. <laughs> yes. And... Thank you again for joining us. Please subscribe, leave a rating or review, and tell your friends and family about us, especially if they're like, oh, 19th century Victorian literature? That's so boring. They never talked about anything fun like sex. <laughs> Finally, always remember, if the undead can behave badly, then so can you. Mm -hmm.